0: Listening to the Simple Worship podcast, recorded each week at University Christian Church in Fort Worth, Texas. To learn more about our services, ministries, and outreach opportunities, please visit universitychristian.org. So, if you've been here over the past uh, month or so, you know that we have been in Mark chapter one for quite a while, and a lot happens in the first chapter of Mark. And we're using the lectionary, which are the assigned readings um, that, you know, the larger church uses. And I looked at the lectionary reading for this week, and it skipped to Mark chapter 9. And there was one story left in Mark chapter 1. And I was like, no, ma'am, I'm not, I'm not doing all of chapter 1 except for one story. So we're going to finish up chapter 1 of Mark today. Um, In earlier in this chapter, after Jesus' baptism and His temptation in the wilderness, He went to the synagogue in Capernaum, um, preached, amazed everybody, cast a demon out, went to a house, healed a woman there very tenderly, got rid of her fever, lifted her up. And then people all over the town came to be healed and to get demons cast out. Uh, People were very amazed at this gift that Jesus had that even evil spirits would hear His voice and and come out of somebody. Um, And He could heal people of various illnesses. And so after that happened, He went out by Himself uh, while it was still dark in the middle of the night to pray. And it seems like that was a recalibration of sorts. Um, When the disciples found Him the next morning, they were like, you got to come back to town because everybody's looking for you. And Jesus said, we got to go somewhere else. Uh, We have to go to other villages because the reason that I came here was to proclaim the good news about the kingdom of God. That is why I came. And so this power and this ability to heal that he obviously had was there, but somehow maybe it was getting in the way of what he felt he was called to do, which was to preach and to teach about the good news of God. So it's kind of like he wants a do-over. He's gone out into this time of prayer. He's discerned that what he's here for is to preach and to teach. And so now he's going to leave Capernaum where he could have easily stayed and been very popular. Um, But he's going to go out and preach this message about the kingdom of God, kind of a start over almost. And that's where today's reading picks up Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 45. Hear these words. A leper came to Jesus, begging him. And kneeling, he said to him, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I do choose. Be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, he sent him away at once, saying, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testament to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the word so that Jesus could no longer go into a town openly, but stayed out in the country. And people came to him from every quarter. That's the end of the reading and the end of chapter one. We made it all the way to the end of chapter one. Uh, Who does not like a good story? You know, you can see just how humanity has developed with, you know, we've got cable news and TikTok and social media. And then, of course, older than that is books and newspaper. We love to hear stories. We love to share stories. It seems built into our DNA to to share news. And um, I can remember when I was growing up, if there was a death or a birth in the community, the phone lines were just on fire. Everybody was trying to tell everybody first to be the first one to tell the news. Do you remember that? Um, There are some people who are very good um, at sharing news. Um, So good for them. Um, But what makes it impossible almost to not share a good story as if somebody says, but now don't tell anybody. Right? Uh, many of you remember Jessica Viquetta, uh, who was our outreach minister here. I call her the vault because if you tell her something, she's going to hold on to it. But if we're honest, that little phrase, don't tell anybody, makes it itch. And like you just feel like you have to tell somebody if we're honest. My daddy... Um, if somebody would say that to him, he would always say, well, if I tell somebody, I'll tell them not to tell it. <laughs> and that sounded like a joke, but I think he was just being honest. And uh, then I was thinking about also a friend I had in seminary that uh, she came to my apartment one night and we were talking and I said, if I, t- if I tell you something, will, will you just keep it between us? She said, no. No. <laughs> Exactly. She was. I burst out laughing. And she followed that up by saying, I wouldn't tell it on purpose, but I forget what I'm not supposed to tell and what I am. And uh, so I loved that because she gave me a truthful answer and, and gave me the choice not to tell her this thing that I only wanted to be between the two of us. So that might have been, of where, been where things went awry for Jesus in this story today. He's on this fresh start, and you can almost hear him as he's walking into these new places, you know, preaching and teaching, preaching and teaching. That's what I'm doing. And then this man with leprosy comes up to him. And, you know, leprosy was this horrible skin disease. And it was highly contagious, and it, if, it made you unclean. And you had to leave the community, and you had to be in exile from the rest of the community until such time that the leprosy went away somehow, And you could then go to the priest and be blessed and and put back into community. And so this guy with leprosy just very earnestly comes up to Jesus and kneels down in front of him and says, If you're willing to do it, you can cure me of this. And as Jesus reaches out his hand to touch him with his healing power, he says, I am willing. I do choose to heal you. And our reading says that Jesus was moved with pity. But there are some scholars who think a better translation of the word pity is anger or frustration. That Jesus was moved with anger or frustration as He reached out His hand. And that changes the whole tone of this scene, if that were the case. Why would Jesus be angry or frustrated, Um, maybe he was angry or frustrated at this system where people got sick and then had to be shunned and left to fend for themselves basically, or in a colony of other people who were sharing the same illness. Or maybe he was upset or frustrated or angry that such a horrible illness existed to begin with. Um, Or maybe he had a here we go again moment um he's renewed himself through this time of prayer that he is sent to teach and preach and here is somebody who needs healing how can he not help them he's got this power to do it but maybe he's wondering if this power to heal is overshadowing his ability to teach and preach the good news about God's kingdom and so after he heals him he adds that caveat and says, don't tell anybody about this. The scripture said he told him very sternly, do not tell anybody. Just go to the priest. The priest will take do all the stuff you're supposed to do as a good Jewish person to return to the community, but do not tell them that I did this. That's right. Don't tell it. He, The man cannot help. But tell it. He must have been a really good preacher because he tells everybody. And it, the word spread, and it said that people came from every quarter. Uh, Jesus was just inundated with people. So we have a really interesting reversal in this story, right? Because Jesus is out free, walking, doing his thing, and a man who is exiled from community comes to him. Jesus heals him, and now the tables have turned. This man has been restored to his community. And Jesus has to exile Himself. He has to go out in the country to get away from people because everywhere He goes, people are just swarming Him um, wanting healing or wanting to see healings. Um, So that brings us to uh, the part of the sermon that my preaching mentor always called the so what moment. Like, what is this Scripture trying to tell us? What is the preacher trying to get across to the congregation through this scripture. And um, I had a rough time with the so what of this story <laughs> this week. Now, I don't presume to tell anybody what a scripture means. Austin and Alan and I were talking about this right before uh, when we were praying before worship this morning. I, I don't like to tell anybody what a scripture means uh, because God speaks through the Holy Spirit differently to different people. So a, I read a scripture, it may speak a truth to me that is different than it speaks to you. Or maybe I'll read this same Scripture tomorrow and it'll say something different to me. So there's a a very intimate and personal relationship that we can have with Scripture and with God through Scripture. Um, But I think that uh, we can share with each other how Scripture speaks to us. And so I'm going to share my so what about this Scripture and maybe it'll help you as you think about what it means to you. I kept thinking about that scripture from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, which says there's a time for everything, a time for and a season for every activity under heaven. And then there's this whole list of things, a time to be born, a time to die, time to plant, time to uproot, time to weep, time to laugh, just this whole list of things, a time for this and a time for the opposite of that. Near the end of that list, it says, There is a time to be silent and a time to speak. And that just jumped out at me as I reflected on today's scripture reading. Because in our lives, I think through prayer and discernment, we can learn when it is appropriate to share something and when it is appropriate to hold on to something. Now, I'm not talking about being silent about abuse or injustice, but for instance, if somebody I love is going through a hard time, is now when I should tell them about how good everything is for me? Probably not. And there's also something to be said about honoring what other people need from us. Jesus very specifically asked this man not to tell what had happened. Perhaps, again, because he knew that the healing power might overshadow his call to preach. But we can certainly understand how happy the man was to be free from leprosy. But there's a time to speak and there's a time to be silent. And in this instance, Jesus asked him to lean into the ladder. So if we're spiritually grounded which means we're in prayer and communication with God, then we can discern how God is calling us to use our gifts or not or share our story or not. God might be calling us to act through, to respond to grace through action or sometimes through restraint. And once we can receive, learn how to receive that instruction, then... We're called to do our best to obey it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Simple Worship Podcast. If you enjoyed today's sermon, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with others. To learn more, please visit universitychristian.org.